0: Listen, everybody needs a fairy godmother, you know, someone to look out for them. Some people call me their internet big sister, others their fairy smoke mother. You can call me Hannah, the new host of Smoke Sesh. So come hang out, let's light up and talk everything there is to life. Some good, the bad, the ugly, the embarrassing. I've got a story for it all. oh my god episode two you guys we did it hannah actually did more than one episode and she's sticking to it that's insane because i have a tendency to like straight up i'll like do things and then i'll be like you know what i just won't submit it <laughs> like i just stand in the way of myself so i'm refusing to do that anymore we're growing we're becoming better people you know um It is 9.30, and I have already cried. Um, Crying before the time of 9.30 should be illegal, in my opinion. So, you know, we're just going to get a better start on our day. We're going to turn it around, you know. Go smoke. Go grab something to eat. Go, you know, start power cleaning your room. And together, we'll kind of... We'll have a good time. We're going to make this a good day, all right? So, let's jump into some questions. Okay, so we're going to start this off. Someone asked me how to... Be content with the present. And I need a little reminder myself this morning because I had a little mini panic attack because of situations I physically cannot control. And here's the thing if I can't control them, period, I have learned not to worry because i freak out the most i think when i'm not in control and my panic attacks and my anxiety revolves around mostly things that i can't control such as actions or thoughts of people or worrying about the future um so being content with where you are right now revolves completely around not living in the past or the future okay you need to be content with every moment you spend. By doing that, you really will get the most out of life and you will also probably feel the most happiness and gratitude to everything around you. Um, Gratitude is a really easy thing to work into your daily life and it's saved my mental health, Um, especially when I find myself in dark pits where I am like, I hate everything, nothing's going right for me, I don't belong here everybody hates me everything around me sucks when i get that kind of mindset you do have to forcibly remove yourself out of it and gratitude is kind of the perfect thing i will literally sit down and be like okay forcefully write five things that you appreciate in this present moment and it can be anything i appreciate that i have a roof over my head I appreciate that I have both my parents in my life and they love me. I appreciate that, you know, the list can go on. It could be simple. It could be complex ideas. As long as you are identifying and appreciating things in your daily life, you will be more content with the present moment. As well as I kind of started using social media to document my gratitude in a way. Um, So instead of journaling, I will take pictures. Oh my gosh, I love this moment take a picture, throw it on my Instagram story. I won't even like caption it or anything. It's just like something beautiful that I enjoy. Oh my gosh, I love this flower. Oh my gosh, I am very much so enjoying this walk I'm taking. Oh my gosh, this coffee is just hitting different today. Taking pictures is a f- incredible way to like romanticize and appreciate your daily life and stay content and happy where you are it's all about romanticizing the little things appreciating where you are and taking a moment to breathe and focus on the present moment that you're in right now because the past doesn't matter the future doesn't matter i guarantee anything that you're trying to predict for the future won't come true and anything that happened in the past people have forgotten about and moved on so focus on the present focus on yourself let's boss up babe next question Okay, so someone asked me about my first smoking story, and here's the thing. It's not super interesting. I started smoking at, like, 14, 15, which, like, I don't recommend. I do need to make this PSA if you're smoking and you're at a young age. I really don't recommend it because literally I'm 22 now, and my brain is rotting from the inside out. Yes, it could possibly be to the Kobe's amounts of molly and mushrooms I ate um, as well, but I know we definitely didn't help while my brain was developing. And all my reading and comprehension skills are shot. So if you have the 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 time and the place and the choices that you... Oh my god, see? This is what I'm talking about. My brain just like doesn't function normally anymore. Anyways, if you can make the life choices to maybe smoke later in life or smoke less, please make those choices. Anyways, moving on. My first smoking, like, story isn't super interesting. I just got, like, belligerently high off a GB in this girl's closet. Um, and then my mom was calling me, like, where the fuck are you? And I had to be like, girl, I can't drive home. Don't ask more questions. Um, so it wasn't super interesting, but my friend's first time, which I was there for, we ended up running from the police. Um, anyways... This is my favorite story. This was, like, me and my friends have never trauma bonded closer (laughs) than with this story. And I feel like I've told everybody, but it's so, so good. Okay, so, um, at this point, I had been smoking for two years. I think we were juniors, seniors, maybe seniors, but no juniors. I had been smoking for, like, two years at this point, so I was, like, a solid stoner. Like, I had reached my high school stoner level level um after that first initial gb hit and um my friend smoked a lot too i'm not gonna say their names just for just for them um and their privacy uh i'm sure they don't care but like they're like adults and have like real ass jobs and i'm just like telling stories on the internet so we're gonna just save them their jobs this time but she's like i want to try smoking again because we would take you know little sesh drives and she would try and take a hit but she like wouldn't get high which is very common you just have to learn how to inhale correctly um and so she had tried like three times and she was like i want to try for real this time can you guys like hook me up and get it situated and get me high and i me hearing that i was like oh girl I got the spot, I got the weed, I got you, let's go, let me take care of you. There was a party that night too, so we're like, okay, game plan. Let's get ready, I know a place. We'll go there, we'll smoke, we'll go to the party, easy peasy, right? We're like, hell yeah, we get ready. Back at that time, we literally had to sneak out of my friend's, like, two foot by one foot window, like, tiny basement window, so they were cheerleaders, so they would literally, like, stunt us and, like, push us up to the window, and then, like, we would just, like, have bruises on our stomach, because we'd climb out this window, and then, like, run (laughs) to our cars, so funny, the things I did at high school, anyways, we run to the car, we're like, hell yeah, we drive off, my, my smoke spot, I don't know why, for that time, was at my church, I know, I know. I, I'm definitely not getting into heaven with that one. But my smoke spot was at my local church. The church I grew up with. The church that everybody knew me at. The church that my parents love and continue in, continue going to. Um, yeah, it was in my church prayer garden. Um, so we pull up. Of course, we're the only car in the parking lot because it's like 10 o'clock at night. We pull up. We park on the very like outer edge of the parking lot. And then you walk down this hill, and there's, like, this little walking path. And there's, like, a prayer garden and this giant cross and, um, like, a bench. And it's in this—it's near the woods. So you walk down there. We're, like, messing around. It's smoking. And, like, out of this tiny little pipe. Oh, my God. And the weed was, of course, like, horrible. And, like, of course, we're, like, trying to light it for her. Oh, my God, I accidentally just said her name. Okay, so we're, like, girl— take this hit we're showing her how we're messing around you know having our fun goofing off and we see headlights pull into the parking lot we're like what the fuck why is there a car here because we're obviously the only car in this church parking lot at 10 p.m and we're sitting on this bench you know just kind of like casually observing this car slowly pull into the parking lot and at this time we could only see headlights so we're like "Mm, whatever This car's driving towards us, and the headlights get brighter, and it gets closer, and it turns the corner, and as I'm reading the side of this car, I see the words, Olathe Police. All three of us read that at the exact same time, because as soon as that car turned and we could read the side of it, we started sprinting. Sprinting. I had the jar of like my stash and my pipe in my hand, and we just got up and started running into the woods because as this car turned the corner, they also parked. And out of the police car comes an officer with a floodlight, a whole floodlight running down after us. And we are sprinting, sprinting into the woods. Scariest moment of my life. I'm running as I'm running. I like we've gotten too far and I drop to the ground and I kind of grab them and I pull them down to the ground too because of these bushes so we drop to the ground I have my pipe and everything in my hand I grab my friend's stuff I bury it under this like dirt and this brush and I push it to the side and I grab my friends and I pull us down to the ground as low as we can get and I'm like everything will be okay. We'll be great. We'll be fine. Just just stay quiet. We'll be okay. And I just kept repeating that. I was like, we're okay. We're okay. We're all right. And this officer walks down with this floodlight for a second, like wanders around. My heart was... I thought this officer could he- hear my heart. I thought it was the end of days. I thought I was going to jail. I thought my parents were never going to speak to me again. I thought I was not going to get into college. I thought I was going to have a horrible life from this e- from this on. Because I lived in the suburbs. And like that minuscule weed charge. Plus like trespassing on a private like property. Church property. Smoking weed on church property. Uh, the judge would not have been on my side. It is safe to say. So I was just like my life's over. This officer is going to find me. My life is over, you know. And my friends are freaking out. And we're, like, trying to be quiet. This officer walks down, turns around, and walks back to his car because he couldn't find us and drives off. We stood there for, like, three more minutes and then, like, went back to the car and drove away as soon as we could. My friend hopped in that front seat and we just drove off. I left all of my stuff there and we had to come back the next day to find, like, to come hunt for it again. And the best part yet... We didn't even notice that there was this giant wire, barbed wire fence three feet from where we stopped. So if I wouldn't have grabbed my friends and pulled them to the ground to hide in these bushes, we would have ran in the dark straight into barbed wire. Like, like just straight into it if I didn't grab my friends. Also, back that night, we're leaving... In you know, the parking lot, we're driving off, we're freaking out, we're like, oh my god, is the police around, you know, my friend, who has never smoked before, was the one in front of the wheel, and she's driving off, and my heart's racing, because I know we just ran away from the cops, and she looks at me, as I'm sitting in the front seat, and she goes, Hannah, I can't drive, and I look over at her, and she just took her hands off the steering wheel, and I'm like, excuse me, Babe, what do you mean you can't drive? Because you're in front of the wheel, and we're going like forty miles an hour down this road right now. Wh- what do you mean you can't drive? She's like, I I'm high. Our plan had worked. My girl was high. We got her high. But then we just ran from the police, and now she's driving a car. And I, I can't like I couldn't drive a car the first time I got high. And she's freaking out. So I'm like okay we're just gonna pull over right here please please just pull over safely and we're just gonna exchange seats and yeah successful mission um i got my girl high and we did not get arrested and then we went to the party for the night and it was it was a blast i will forever remember that uh moment and be terrified of that literally scariest moment of, of my entire life scariest is the part of the episode where i'm gonna give you random life advice that seems random but in reality it's from a good place in my heart okay let's get into it um if you if you're gonna go to the thrift store you guys know i love the thrift store um i'm the thrift queen literally i'm obsessed 9 a.m and 6 p.m that's the time you want to go okay no one's there there's no one else that's like intimidating and thrifting other than me (laughs) um you're gonna get belligerently high and put headphones in and put your favorite music on and it'll just be you and the workers with all the good stuff out and i guarantee you'll find something you can spend like hours in there i will spend like three to four hours in a thrift store my boyfriend will be like can we fucking leave and it's like i need to check every rack okay um don't do coke um it's a waste of money and there's better drugs. Like, I don't understand the hype behind coke. I understand it was, like, a fun little party drug in the 90s. But it is overhyped. Um, and you don't want to be that person. <laughs> um, okay. Um, go for what you want. Not what is available. What is available is going to disappoint you. Period. It's always going to disappoint you. Um, and you can usually always tell if a man is going to fuck up your pH just by looking at them. So, don't subject yourself to that. Just just don't you deserve better you deserve to have your ph normal i love you okay i just ripped the shit out of my bong um but i forgot i got this comment on my tiktok the other day if you guys don't follow smoke says shoddy and fairy smoke mother is my backup account slash private account if you guys want to hear more of my thoughts i pretty much just dump on that one um someone commented and was like Hannah, can you please remind everybody to um never have roommates? And I was like, felt, but also don't. F- I don't feel that because here's the thing: I've been in good roommate situations, and I've been in ho- horrible roommate situations. Okay, and I feel like the horrible roommate situations was mostly when I was rooming with my friends, freshman year of college. Also, let's talk about fake friends. We're gonna we're just we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Um, cause I had to go through some healing. Um, I grew up lucky enough, privileged enough. Most of my friends are very like real friends, authentic. Like the friends that I have kept close to me and kept with me have been in my life for at least 15 to 20 years with me, like a vast majority. My bestest friend, we literally had, a, like my parents had our baby shower together. Like I've known her since I was in the womb. Um, they're like my ride or dies they know me better than anybody else um i trust them better than anybody else but i was privileged growing up that my friends were authentic to me they're very nice they're very kind i um sure i was friends with people that like maybe weren't the bestest of friends like we weren't the closest i don't think that really means they're being fake in any way um we just maybe were just like acquaintances or just like friendly with each other but i never had any bad interactions with people or any fake friends ah there was one in middle school but whatever it wasn't that big of a deal until i got to college i know flash forward um I got to college and I met these people, which were amazing, incredible. Like they were just like my new group of best friends, which is kind of what happens in college. Um, you'll meet people who you'll just group with, work well together. Um, we went through freshman year together and we were such good friends. They were so nice. They were so sweet. Um, so Sophomore year, you move out of the dorms and you'll move into like apartments kind of or a house if you choose. So we still lived on it, um, in-campus apartments. So, we need four people. So, we get together four people to room together, and it was going great. It was going wonderful. We were so excited to live together. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time, which I was leaving college to go see him a lot, so I wasn't spending as much time with my friends sophomore year, and I think they didn't really enjoy that, and... um which I shouldn't have been doing. Um, if you're leaving college to go home or leaving college to go see someone, don't do it. Either drop out of college and pick a better one because obviously you don't like it or you need to drop that person because they're being controlling, okay? Um, but I also had essentially flunked freshman year. Not super flunked, but my nursing program put me on probation and took away my um, scholarship. I know like craziness because I just wasn't trying and I had to beg for my scholarship back and they said, if you could prove it, we'll pay. And so I was working my ass off. So to be fair, I did not have a lot of time for like social time with them and we just weren't bonding the same. It was freshman year and like I was fine with that because I was doing things that were benefiting me and I wasn't like harming them in any way I just wasn't around a lot you know I was busy out studying or I was busy I couldn't go to a party with them or I couldn't smoke with them for the night or I was gone for the weekend and by the end of the semester things have had kind of come to a head like I knew when I'm not dumb I know when people are talking shit behind my back for some reason I know when the vibes are off. It felt uncomfortable for me, and I wasn't sure why, and at the end of the semester, we had our finals, and these finals were super, super important to me because it was essentially, like, the deciding factor on if I was going to get my scholarship back or not because I was, like, on the edge, Um, and I heard my friends talking about a party, and the way um, finals line up is it's a week of finals, so some people have their finals in the beginning of the week, some people have their finals at the end of the week, And I still had finals going on at the end of the week, so I needed, like, quiet study time. Um, And they had finished their finals, so they wanted to party. And that's, like, cool. Whatever. But you don't purposefully set up a party in the dorm room knowing your friend is studying and purposefully try and make it loud to kind of sabotage her. You don't do that. That's weird and conniving and you've got issues if that is what you're doing because that's what happened i was in my room my other roommate had left for the weekend i think she went home um early and the other two roommates were there and um i heard people come in i heard the music get louder and like that was fine it was fine with me until it reached a point where i was like i can't focus and i need to stand up for myself so i text them And I hear talking about me on the other side of the wall and giggling. And I hear the guys that they brought over, like, talking shit about me. And at that point, like, we're having full-blown tears because I thought these people were my friends. I was like, great, I have new bridesmaids. And they do this, you know? It's like, well, what did I do to deserve this? And that was a shitty roommate situation, because I well, I passed my classes, but they fucked me over so bad that I dropped out straight up. I was like, "I can't live with you guys. I'm so incredibly unhappy here. You've made it this a living hell on top of everything I've been through i'm I'm packing up and I'm gonna be out of your hair in the in the week. I'm moving home." And I dropped out. And um, one of them realized their mistakes and what they did and apologize profusely and i genuinely believe that if somebody does something wrong you you can cut them out like yes protect yourself but if if they genuinely show change of character and that they apologize and go above and beyond then like yes you should forgive them it's your choice if you want them in your life or not after that i decided that <clears throat> she she had wrote me notes. She had given me presents. She showed up. She was the only one to show up to my art show Um, at, when I was having an art show in a different city. She was the only one I knew to show, to show up. And I forgave her, and she's incredible for that. And I really appreciate her f- realizing her mistakes and growing from that. We all grow. I understand that. The other one um, have not talked to. I have not talked to her. Last I heard, uh, she dropped out as well. I think she moved back home. Um, Safe to say, fucking up somebody else's life is probably not going to help yours. Um, And yeah, that was because I was friends with them. Um, That hurt a lot because I had never had friends purposefully do something like that to me. And it was weird because I was like, I'm an adult and this is happening, you know? Like this should be happening when we're kids, not when I'm an adult and it took a lot for me to kind of just i'm a very quiet and timid person to stand up for myself and standing up for myself felt so incredible you really do need to do that if someone's shitting on you you need to put them in, in their place you need to tell them they're being a shitty awful person because they need to grow as a human being as well and they need to not be in that toxic mindset now we've moved on from that I've dropped out of college, I'm now in a way better place, like, I'm thankful for every experience I've been through, because I've grown from it, and I wouldn't be where I am without it, but I moved out, I moved back in with my parents, and then quarantine, I moved out, and I was looking at single apartments just by myself, because I knew I had that horrible experience, and I was like, I never want to live with people again, but I found this house on, um, Facebook Marketplace, and, I came and toured, and the woman who owned it was incredible, in, like, incredible, she seemed so cool, like, this beautiful house, in this location I wanted, like, I was gonna have a huge room, the, it was all completely furnished, like, great price, <clears throat> and she, as soon as I was like, yeah, I love it, I'm gonna sign a lease, she was like, okay, great, but we're not gonna be friends, and, like, at first, I was like, whoa, what, and then she was like, Listen, when you room with your friends, it never works out. Like, sometimes it does, but there's always a lot of fighting. And she had had a falling out with her ex-best friend, ex-roommate. So she was like, I will be there for you. I'll be like a great person i'm gonna be nice we're gonna be friendly like i of course i'm gonna be like your friend but we're not gonna be besties you know what i mean and i think the best way to have a roommate situation um is you guys have your outside besties but also like when you're in the house you're cordial and you're nice and you hang out and you talk um but there's no expectations when there's expectations of like people to hang like you have to come hang out with me like you're supposed to be around you're supposed to spend time with me things kind of get messed up um, because I like having my home space be like individual time I'm gonna choose me you know friendships are hard but if you if you just genuinely be your authentic self you'll attract attract authentic people um and people fuck up everybody fucks up I'm sure you've been a bad friend at some point I'm sure I have um but I genuinely learn from your experiences try and do better people always ask me, Hannah, how do you live your best life? I want to live my best life. I want to go out there and live the the bestest, biggest, awesomest life I can ever live. And here's the thing. I feel like we're sold this idea, especially on social media and with like travel vloggers and lifestyle influencers and all that, where to live your best life, you need to be in the biggest popping city the prettiest place, you need to eat the best food, you need to be going to new places, you need to be wearing the newest clothes, and it's all this like, it's all about image, 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 what, what can I project to others? That's not living your best life, okay? Let's start there. Living your best life is living your life for yourself. I don't care what anybody else says. Living your best life is not oh, I have 100 million social media followers and I have all the best stuff and I have all this money in the world and I'm going to all these new expensive fancy places, okay? Because I feel like that's what's projected and then that's what people work towards and they quickly realize like that is kind of unachievable, okay? Like that that like influencer lifestyle is kind of unachievable. I don't even live that. If I'm being honest, it might seem like I live that, but I don't. Living your best life is living your life for yourself, period. If you are choosing daily yourself, you're living your best life, okay? If you're not letting other people's ideas and influences and their thoughts on how you're doing things influence you, you're living your best life. If you're making choices for yourself, you're living your best life, okay? I don't care what those choices are. Simply if you're choosing to... You know what, I'm going to get out of bed today and be productive and maybe clean my room. Boom, that's living your best life. You know what, I'm going to choose to remove this person kindly from my life um, because they're maybe not serving me and I need to pick myself. Boom, that's choosing your best life, okay? You You can make those daily decisions in your everyday practice. And when you do, I kind of preach the idea of like, live your best life. Because I want people to live for themselves, okay? And I feel like I spent a lot of my time on this planet in my 22 years living for other people because I didn't want to live for myself, you know? Like, I didn't think I had anywhere to go. I didn't think I had any hope. And so I was just like, oh, my parents want me to go to nursing school? Okay, sure. I'll do that. I'll choose what they want to do, right? And guess what? I was miserable. Miserable. I hated my life. I almost flunked out. And then when I finally got my shit back on track and I was a 4.0 GPA student in nursing school, which is slightly impossible, still hated my life. It didn't matter. And you know why? It's because I wasn't choosing myself. I wasn't living my best life. It doesn't matter if my GPA was perfect and I was number one on the nursing honor roll. My parents could brag about it or I was living the perfect image life for my parents that wasn't my best life because I wasn't living for myself and I was miserable every single second. Now that I've chosen what I want to do, picked myself, made very 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 tough decisions. No one ever tells you how hard it is gonna, it, how hard it's going to be to choose yourself cuz quite honestly, it feels impossible. I feel like we're raised to live for other people and choose things for society and choose how we're going to present ourselves, or how we're going to live, and make sure we fit into this little bubble. Fuck all that. You are going to be goddamn miserable for the rest of your 80 years if you're going to choose other people, okay? Pick yourself. If you're going to do one thing today, pick yourself. It's not even being selfish. It's not even being, like, self-centered. Actually, maybe it is, but maybe those things don't have to have, like, bad connotations, okay? Okay? I want you all to live your best life, make one decision for yourself today that's going to better yourself, okay, and work your way towards that ultimate dream lifestyle. I know you all can do it. I'm still working on it every day and I'm still not where I want to be and I'm still going to continue using these practices and putting my best self forward because as I've made those choices and made those hard fucking choices in my life, things have gotten better for me. I feel happier, I feel more content, I feel excited and joyful for life again, I feel like I want to continue, I'm excited to know where I am, like where I'm going to be at 60, at 70, at 80, like I look forward to the future now that I'm picking myself and I would rather be excited and joyful for life and choose myself and what passions I want to do than be miserable and not want to continue and sometimes you just got to pick yourself, okay? I want you all to live your best life. I think that's all I have for you guys today. This was so fun. I actually, I love this. Let's be honest. I love hanging out and just talking about whatever I want to talk about. And I have been getting such good feedback from you guys. Thank you for everything. I got so many DMs of people just being like, this was incredible. I love listening. Like, please do more. And listen, when you guys tell me that stuff, a lot of the people will be like, I know you're not going to respond to this or see this and I know you don't care but here's the thing I do see it and I do respond and I do care like that means the world to me because being a creator is really hard like coming up with new content and creating is really hard like it's so fulfilling and it's everything I've ever wanted to do so of course I work hard at it and I keep going but it's so draining sometimes so hearing that you guys actually appreciate and like enjoy being here especially on the podcast something that's kind of new and i'm a little scared about (laughs) um i love it thank you guys so much for the encouragement the kind words it's wonderful to have you here um go take a hit for me go have a wonderful day and i'll see you next week bye